folks, welcome back to the show. This is your host, Ryan Kennedy. And in today's episode, I'm going to be breaking down why kale and spinach are not good for human nutrition and why they can actually be a huge culprit for inflammation with a lot of people. So to lay a foundation and to have some context for this topic, it's important to understand what anti-nutrients are. You see, most plants, they don't want to be eaten. They've evolved to survive and thrive, just like most living organisms on this planet. But unlike animals, plants can't run away. They can't fight off predators. They're just kind of chilling there. And so certain plant species have evolved to have these chemical defense systems that can act as microtoxins and cause predators who eat the plants to become sick or not feel well so that they stop eating the plants. These chemicals found in plants that I'm referring to called anti-nutrients can cause a lot of issues with our health. They can prevent your body from absorbing essential nutrients from food. They can be a big culprit for inflammation. So think joint pain or back pain or headaches. And they can also cause uh, digestive issues, you know, cause bloating or gas or, um, you know, loose stool, things of that nature. So these anti-nutrients are found in highest concentrations in grains, things like wheat and other grains, beans and legumes, and nuts and seeds. Now, the other big culprit for these anti-nutrients are leaves uh, of plants. So think leafy greens. Now, now, generally speaking, fruits aren't as big of an issue. Fruits have lower levels of these anti-nutrients because unlike these other plant foods I mentioned, fruits actually want to be eaten so that you can consume their seed, you can go take a dump somewhere else and you know on the ground and create another fruit tree by planting that seed in the ground via taking a dump. So most fruits have evolved to be much more conducive to human nutrition and digestion because of this, they wanna spread their seed. They wanna expand their, their species. So a few of these major anti-nutrients that are found in foods commonly consumed by humans include lectins, and Dr. Steve Gundry wrote a whole book on lectins called The Plant Paradox. Phytates is another one. But the one I'm going to be going through in today's episode is called oxalates. Oxalates also referred to as oxalic acid. The, this is particularly notorious for causing inflammatory issues and joint pain. Uh, because if you're unable to adequately metabolize oxalates, they can bind to calcium in your blood. and create these tiny, sharp oxalic acid crystals. And these crystals can be deposited in different parts of the body and cause chronic pain. And when this happens in the kidneys, it can actually lead to kidney stones. And some of the, I'm gonna go through some of the highest concentrations of oxalate foods so that you know what to kind of steer clear of, but raw kale and raw spinach are two of the worst offenders. And so I have a lot of people I work with in my clinical practice who come to me for help with their nutrition and longevity and performance and sleep and hormones and you name it. And a lot of these folks that I work with are pretty health conscious before we start working together. Many of them are, you know, hearing things on podcasts or YouTube or social media and are making changes in the right direction, even years before, you know, we cross paths. And many folks who come to me for help are making these big green smoothies. You know, they're loading in all handfuls of spinach, handfuls of kale, leafy greens, and they're having all sorts of problems regarding joint pain, regarding digestive issues, regarding brain fog. Brain fog is another big, big um, symptom that these oxalates can cause. 
And same with fatigue, because these anti-nutrients are just kind of jacking up your, your uh, inflammatory levels. And that can manifest as a lot of brain fog and, and not having as good a focus or memory or cognition, which is huge, especially with the demographic of individuals I work with, a lot of which are entrepreneurs, business owners, people who are really uh, need to be on their A game when it comes to their executive function. And, you know, what I end up doing is taking these things out of their diet and everyone's always thrown off. They're like, dude, I thought this was healthy, like leaky greens. This is like the holy grail of nutrition. I'm like, listen, listen, it's not what you've been sold as good for you. It, and it, it can be good for some people, which I'm going to get into. But for most of us, these foods do a lot more harm than good. And from a nutrient perspective, they're not that loaded with vitamins and minerals as many people have come to believe. And so nine times out of 10, when I pull these foods out of people's diets, they feel so much freaking better. And I experienced this firsthand. I used to have big ass salads for lunch. I would have like, I'm talking many handfuls of leafy greens and throw in tomatoes and all sorts of pep, bell, bell peppers and things like that. Top it with like some olive oil and some sardines or some sort of protein. And I just would be gassy all afternoon. And I'd be like, man, I'm really good. I work in an office by myself for the most part and do telemedicine consulting, you know, with people I work with via Zoom because I am farting up a storm up in here. And so as I learned about this, and this was, gosh, probably 2017, 2018, this was five or six years ago. I, st I stopped eating the big ass salads because I'm like, well, shit, there's something here. Like with these oxalates, I probably should experiment with how I feel without them. All that gas went away. Didn't have any issues anymore. And I felt so much better just by having the same kind of protein, but without all these raw leafy greens into the mix, all these raw vegetables. And so <clears throat> I am sharing this story and I'm sharing this information because I feel there's so many folks out there who are really making a concerted effort to improve their health, improve their nutrition, feel better. And they're eating all these raw foods without realizing this anti-nutrient content is a big factor in how you feel and how you digest the food and the effects that it has on your body. Now, other um, foods that are really high in oxalates that I think fly under the radar as quote unquote super healthy are almonds and Brazil nuts. Those are two of the highest nuts when it comes to oxalate content. And so I'm, uh, I used to eat Brazil nuts as well. I, you know, the selenium content and all these benefits, people talk about how it's great for testosterone. And, you know, I stopped eating Brazil nuts, I felt better. And same with almonds, you know, I used to have almond butter instead of peanut butter thinking it was so good. And, and I took all this crap out of my diet and, you know, these foods can be okay for some people, but for me, they were not doing me a service. And that over the years, working with hundreds and hundreds of other people and teaching many of them this information, I found the same to be true for a high percentage of people, not everyone, but a high percentage, like well over half. Now everyone's body is unique. And these anti-nutrients don't cause major issues for everyone. I'm sure there's people listening to this or people in your life who are like eating big ass salads and eating tons of almonds and almond butter, and they feel just fine. What I would always urge you to do though, is just experiment, you know, because people have different levels, varying levels of sensitivities to these anti-nutrients. So if you're unsure, this is a problem for you personally, take it out, take it out of your diet for a couple of weeks. See if you notice any differences. I've worked with now multiple people who had chronic pain. Uh, one I was working with had a chronic toe pain, similar to symptoms of gout, but he didn't have high uric acid levels, which is a common thing with gout. And so 
<clears throat> I, you know, did a function, functional medicine testing with him because there I utilize functional medicine labs like organic acids tests to find out if someone's able to tolerate these oxalates or not. And if they're having a buildup of these metabolites for this guy, we took him out of his diet within a couple of weeks, his toe pain, which has been causing him issues for years, got 80, 80 plus percent better, massive improvement. I've had another guy I was working with who was having a lot of uh, low back pain. And, you know, we were thinking it might be, you know, due to lack of stretching, some of his biomechanics, he's working with a chiropractor and, you know, we're making changes to his diet and supplementation. And we pull out the oxalates along with other things, of course, pain goes away entirely, entirely. And I've seen this time and time again, I've seen it happen with headaches. People have chronic headaches. This could be a big thing because that's obviously a very uh, tied to inflammation. And I'm going to do a whole episode on headaches soon because that's a big topic of, of, you know, big pain point for a lot of people. And I know that that would serve a lot of folks. So I'm going to save that for another day, but I just find it very common that when we remove some of these culprit foods high in these anti-nutrients, especially oxalates, we take all the kale and spinach out of your green smoothie and put in some fresh or, or some frozen berries, maybe some peeled cucumbers and other vegetable. I really like to add to smoothies, uh, raw carrots. People do tend to do pretty good with that. Cut off the greens though. The greens, the carrot greens and the beet greens, super high in oxalates. They jack people up. And it makes sense because when you think about root vegetables, the greens are what are sticking out of the ground that the animals and the predators are eat, will eat. Underneath is the root vegetable that typically will have some of these things, but much lower. And it is a spectrum. There's a lot of foods that have detectable amounts of oxalates and other plant anti-nutrients like lectins and phytates, but it's about eliminating the ones that are super, super concentrated, much higher than others. And so <clears throat> I suggest if you are experiencing any inflammation or arthritis type symptoms, any um, you know, brain fog, fatigue, gut health issues, investigate this topic further and, and maybe find a practitioner who can help design a good nutrition protocol really customized to your body's needs. And then you could always order an organic acids test from my website, ryankennedyhealth.com, if you wanted to see based on actual data, how your body metabolizes these things. So that is a long-winded way to say kale and spinach. I think they're a load of crap. I don't consume them. I steer clear of them. And I find with a lot of people, they do better without them. Hope you found this information helpful. Share it along to someone you know that does a lot of green smoothies, loves their kale. I, I don't know anyone that loves kale, but if you know someone who loves kale, share this along with them and maybe they could decrease their intake, feel better, have overall more vitality, higher quality of life. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you found it helpful, please share it along to anyone else you believe it can serve. You can submit your own question to be answered on the show by going to ryankennedyhealth.com forward slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review for the show. Your feedback helps to support me on my mission to positively impact as many people as possible with this information. Please note the information depicted in this episode is purely for informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional before making any changes to your lifestyle or routine.